0: Whitaker Weekly is a three-episode in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. Hello to you wonderful, wonderful patrons. This is a video that's, once again, just for you. You get to go ahead and see our lovely faces as we talk about anime. All
1: right. So, (laughs) as you know, we do this uh, special clip just for you. So, let us know what you want to hear from us. Let us know, you know, this is your chance to ask us anything. So, reply to In regards to anime. (laughs)
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm. Yeah, this is your chance to ask us anything in regards if to anime.
1: If there's a show you'd like us to review, let us know.
0: Well, let's go ahead and get started then. Alright. Episode 23. I'm Andrew. I'm Lee. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right into it. So, uh, a couple of bits of news to get us started off this week. Sure. Um, Something that was just announced that I'm personally very excited about. There is a delightful comedy called Joshi Joshi, uh, Kaosei. And it is a comedy that has no words in it. It is a silent manga.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And it's just the misadventures of a high school girl and a couple of her friends. And it's really really fun uh okay. you can actually read it on a crunchyroll they've got it on their manga okay. um joshi Kasue, um and it's just been announced that it will have a television anime adaptation in 2019
1: uh do we know what uh, part of the year it's coming out or
0: nope no I, i'm not seeing um no it's it, it's not saying what part of the year it's just gonna be 2019 it's just been announced so it's probably gonna be winter i'm thinking it might be pretty so, late so yeah yeah Anyways, uh, it's a delightful manga. If you guys haven't read it, go ahead and give it a read. Um, again, it's it's incredible to see what can be conveyed without words. Um, so that's one bit of news that I wanted to share. Another bit of news that I wanted to share that actually made me laugh as I came across it today. Um, there is a watchdog group in Japan, like we have in America, when it comes to television... Um, it's the BPO, the Broadcasting Ethic Program Improvement Organization. <clears throat> um, they publish monthly complaints, complaints sent, in by, sent in by viewers. A lot of these complaints are about how um, uh, from new shows, uh, contents of new shows are, you know, that stuff is too adult for children and things like that. They get a lot of stuff um, concerning, uh, you know adult content in shows for, for younger audiences. Um, however, they've just recently published one of their own complaints that was actually put in by one of their employees chewing out a bunch of these parents because a lot of the complaints they've been getting have been for late night anime and dramas. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, the South park time when your kids are supposed to be in bed anyways. Um, so shows like, uh, scums, wish, uh, Mr. Osumatsu, Seven Moral Sins, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders. All of them have been criticized for being, what if a child might see this? And the author is just like, it's the responsibility of the parent to make sure the child's in bed to not watch these things. Stop blaming it on us. so So. (coughs) Excuse me. Still getting this nasty, nasty cough. Anyways, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the bit of news that I wanted to share other than I've... I've been playing Dragon Quest XI, and it's been amazing. It's an utterly fantastic JRPG.
1: Yeah, you told me that there's a picture that you end up fighting? Yes. Tell me about the picture.
0: You end up fighting a demonically possessed painting. Um, and um, this painting, um, it desires to create beauty by taking color from its victims and using that color to make a, make itself more beautiful type thing. Um, uh-huh. The thing is... Dragon Quest XI is filled to the brim with puns. Um, There are so many puns in this game, Um, and the name of this creature is another pun. Um, Now, it's not just puns. One thing that I've always been impressed with with the Dragon Quest games is that they're able to do they're able to straddle the line between serious and silly extremely well. It's serious and silly at the exact same time. But anyways, um, trying to find the uh, there we go. Um, and I defeated this creature just today. But the
1: painting's name is Dora in Gray. For those of our less cultured listeners, Dorian Gray, the port, the picture of Dorian Gray, <laughs> is a. Um, Older novel, written in the same time frame as uh, some of the uh, early pulp uh, horror novels. Written by Oscar Wilde. Written by Oscar Wilde, uh, about a man who um, lives a life of sin and debauchery, but his portrait is the thing that suffers all of the uh, the calamities, and mm-hmm. so he's he lives a life of immortality. And um, <coughs> he the character has made appearances in various um, modern. Um, mm-hmm. Media, including um, Showtimes, A mm-hmm. Penny Dreadful, and uh, the League of Extraordinary mm-hmm. Gentlemen, but if, it's it's a known character. Mm, if he
0: were like if he were to lose a tooth in a fight, then he would not actually lose the tooth. The painting would have a tooth missing. Yes. Or if he would get a scar across his face, the scar would show up on the painting and not him. Right. So yeah. But anyways, yeah. So that was just a pun on Dorian Gray. Yeah. It's uh, Dora in Gray. So. Wow. <sighs> I love Dragon Quest 11. It's great. Okay, okay. Uh, I think that's it for news unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Uh, nothing comes to mind. All right, well, let's go ahead and just jump right, in, right into our three episodes in. And I believe it was my turn this week to pick.
1: It was your turn.
0: All right. This week, we watched A Certain Scientific Railgun. Um, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, For those of you who aren't aware, this is a side series to a certain magical... Index, which we covered in our in, on like episode two. Yes. It was one of our first episodes. Um, but anyways, um, a certain scientific railgun. Misaka's electro-manipulation abilities and delightfully destructive railgun projectile move make her a rock star in Academy City. The techno metropolis is packed with supernaturally powered students known as espers, including Misaka's flirty friend and roommate, Kuroko. Mm-hmm. In this city full of super-powered gangs, mad scientists, and monsters, there's no shortage of action. <clears throat> okay and so episode
1: episode one starts off with a bit of action already mm-hmm. uh, it, it demonstrates a bit of who kuriko is and what her job is mm-hmm. she's part of this uh defense force called justice mm-hmm. and so she puts on this green armband and is involved in hunting down some ruffians yeah she she's been, uh... she's
0: kind of a peacekeeper
1: yeah mm-hmm um and it's demonstrated that her uh, her quirk her special ability her esper ability is teleportation. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's really cool teleportation too.
1: And so she uses it to take down one thug while well, all the while she's on the phone with a, a uh, the black haired girl who we get to know later but we mm-hmm. don't really know about know her yet. But she's yep she she never made an appearance in, um, the first season of. A certain scientific a certain magical I index think, that i saw might uh, have,
0: maybe i don't remember uh I,
1: yeah she, if she did she was so memorable it would it mm-hmm. didn't she wasn't as an introduced <clears> character. <throat>
0: mm-hmm. her name is Udihara, but we'll get to her yeah in a little bit um, um yeah she gets on the phone and say, they say and she asks for the location of the other guys she's given the location and she starts chasing them down and she gives her a spiel of you know uh i'm with justice you better um you better surrender. And then she sees that all five of them have already been taken down. And there's another girl, a middle school girl, standing uh, in the middle of these collapsed thugs. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, really? <coughs> 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 and that's our introduction to the main character of the series, uh, Misaka Mikoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't really get to see her very much until later on in the episode. Right. Um so after that, um, I think they go straight to the testing. After that, don't they? Uh, like they we do. Learn...
1: They, they they give us our opening credit sequence,
0: mm-hmm. and we meet uh, we meet that um, uh, we 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 meet Udihara. Um, we meet Congo. Um, actually, no, we meet Congo before we meet Urihara. But yeah, we go to the testing, and um, we have all these students taking these tests where you know someone will hold up a card and the student will say what the pattern is on the other side and then we see
1: something that you really liked okay yes um so yeah they were doing the standard uh, psychic test which was <coughs> i don't know if it was pop i don't know if it was popular before ghostbusters but the mm-hmm. first time i ever saw it was ghostbusters where they're having somebody read you know the symbol on a car. Yeah, and that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I just said that one. And yeah, what they did in Ghostbusters was uh, the guy kept getting it wrong. And kept, regardless of whether they got it right or wrong, but um, he kept he kept saying uh, Bill Murray's character kept saying wrong, and would give the guy electroshock, and he would lie and tell the girl that she must be psychic and be flirting with her the whole time <laughs> in that first scene of Ghostbusters.
0: <laughs> that's that's that, yeah, that's that's Peter Vinkman for you. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Um.
1: But um, so, so that happens. <laughs> the, then it goes to the next booth, and somebody is expected to bend a spoon. I didn't it's see it as a spoon. I thought it was just a piece it, of metal. But well, it's it. Okay, yeah, it was some contraption hooked up to a uh, to a compass or um, what's that called? A protractor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were instructed to bend the uh, th- uh, the device a certain number of degrees, and so they and so. They were testing how accurate people were with their psychic powers mm-hmm. and their telepathic powers, and they were testing them based on a margin of error. Yeah. It was actually pretty cool. It was like, bend, to, it to,
0: bend it to to this degree, and the guy got it between, or the girl got it at 0. 0.02 off.
1: 0.2 millimeters. 0.2 millimeters off. Oh.
0: Um, so really good margin of error. Really good margin of error. Yep. But even still, she was ranked as level three. If right. you saw the notepad and we learned that there are five levels um, of psychics or actually six levels of psychics. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, we have, um, uh, we then go outside yeah. where they are. The more powerful psychics are dropping weights onto a target from the air. Right. Um, and this is where we see Kuroko and we learned that she's a level four. Mm-hmm. Um, and she drops this weight and she's like, uh, and she's just like, ah, today's. I'm just off from today. Uh, and she complains about how that the incident yesterday must be must be upsetting her still. Yeah. Um, and then and we, so her
1: her ability is teleporting herself or objects or anything she touches. <coughs> so I was assuming that what she was doing was teleporting heavy weights <coughs> to a place and then dropping and then, it then it. dropping it to, in order to get a get to a target or get to a certain distance. That's
0: probably exactly what happened. We just saw sure. the dropping it. Yeah. Um, but. We then meet um, a, a girl who is very much a princess, um, and she wants to be the princess of the school. She wants to be the superstar of this girl's school that they're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got this fan, and uh, uh, we don't learn what her powers are, but she's bragging about how great she is and how she'll be the most powerful. And this is Congo. Mm-hmm. Um and she's bragging about how great uh, she's going to be and how she's going to be the star of this academy. Then all of a sudden, there's this explosion and everybody gets knocked over, and the view cuts over to the pool. Or, like, it cuts. You know, they, it, they look it, over from, to
1: the pool. From their perspective, the, the pool is a football field away. Mm-hmm. And, and we see all the water erupting. All the water erupting out
0: of the pool, reaching hundreds of feet up into the sky. Just kaboom, you know? And Congo just gets scared. <laughs> wondering what on earth is going over there. And we learn from um from Kuroko that um that's our real star over there. Like though she's t- like what are they doing? Oh oh well she's so powerful that in order to tra- to actually measure her strength, they have to use the water to uh what's to, what- to dampen the to blast. dampen the blast so they can properly measure it. Yeah. <clears throat> and it it happens multiple times Mm -hmm. um and then it cuts back and then we see um and then we see uh, misaka
1: is everything okay i just i'm hearing myself a little echoey i'm wondering if there's something wrong with my cord uh yeah that's a bit better okay good deal um anyways um
0: we see misaka for the first time and Mm -hmm. she just launches another coin into the pool or she launches her shot into the pool. And it causes another explosion, and they say, "Yeah." And they they just let her know that she's level five. Yeah. So and so we then cut to the two other girls that we're introduced to in mm-hmm. this show, um, and they are uh, Urihara. She's the one who was working with uh, Kuroko over yeah. the phone, uh, and she's got a like a,
1: um, a, a a a band of flowers, a head,
0: a hair band of flowers, and then we meet and uh, we meet Saten. And Saten, um, she's introduced by flipping up uh, Uiharu's skirt. Um, Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's
1: one of those kind of shows.
0: Yep. Um, You never see what she's wearing. Um, (coughs) But um, she then... um, They're walking down, uh, just chatting with each other. They're, They're old friends. And they just had their tests today as well. They go to a different school than the two girls. Um, but...
1: No, that was, that was something that, uh, earlier on in the episode, right after, um... Right after they, uh, defeated the thugs and something came up, they... No, right after they defeated the thugs, our two main girls went to go get a soda, and one of them kicked the, kicked the machine. That's right. Mm-hmm. And after, uh, because the thing doesn't actually dispense sodas, you have to kick the machine to get one out, but if you do... Then uh, security droids show up mm-hmm. for destruction of property. For destruction of property, um, and then uh, what happened? Uh, and, and so um, the teleporter takes them up to the top of a skyscraper to avoid security. And just above them is the blimp, and the blimp is telling everyone. Listing, the, going, schools listing aren't even going the schools are, through schools the the are testing going to the testing. Mm-hmm. So, so it's in this. That's how they establish. <clears throat> yeah, how mm-hmm. that's all happening at once.
0: Um, <coughs> anyways, um, so those two girls come out fr- from their testing, and, um, we, it's revealed that Uiharu is only a level one. Right. But, um, but, uh, Saten says, you shouldn't feel bad, I'm only a level zero. So she's, she, uh, level zero is somebody who cannot consistently produce results. Right. Um, or they consistently produce bad results.
1: <laughs> or no results whatsoever.
0: Or no okay. results whatsoever. Like with, um like with Toma from oh, to, Railgun or from to, index
1: Toma cannot produce any results on his own. The only results he produces well, and that's why is, in the, is the way is <clears throat> cancellation of mm-hmm. other people's stuff.
0: Yep. And that's why we see, um, but
1: he cancels both science and magic.
0: Yeah. That, that's his ability. He cancels both science and magic. Um, but yeah, that's why he's allowed to remain in the school, in the, in the school within Academy city because while he has no psychic abilities to speak of he has this unearthly ability to whatever he touches with his red hand with his right hand um whether it's uh, scientific or, or uh, whether it's done by an esper or a by a sorcerer he's able to cancel it out yeah so um anyways um toma is not toma's only in a bit of the first 3 episodes just kind of cementing that this is um this is Misaka's story and not his. Yeah. Um, but anyways... Um, <clears throat> we then get to... Um, Uiharu is very, very excited. Because she's finally going to meet her idol. Who's Misaka. And because her co-worker... Um, um, shoot. Kuroko. Uh-huh. Um, she uh, is... Invited him along to come and hang out. Yeah. Um, And we then see um, Satin just start um, complaining and saying that, oh, she's probably just a spoiled brat princess, this level five. You know, that's how they all are, especially at that that girl's academy. Uh Um, And they... uh...
1: And she's ridiculously polite and nice. Yeah. Um, the, she's just so down to earth. She's personally.
0: down to earth. She's polite. She's nice. And Satin's just completely taken aback. But before that, we see just how devious um, Kuroko is. Kuroko is completely smitten with... Um,
1: oh, are we talking about her uh, her day plan? Her day planner.
0: Yeah. She said that she's completely smitten with um, with Misaka. And uh, she pulls and, uh While Misaka is learning That these people are going to come And hang out today um, She says uh, uh, Kuroku says oh don't worry about it I've got an amazing stress f- free Plan pl- right here We're going to go ahead and just do what I've got planned And Misaka <laughs> grabs the book And says you mean this plan Here that says use Uiharu As as bait to get closer to uh, Kuroku no to get closer to Mikasa and, and it's a five-step Misaka? plan
1: that and that include uh, somehow. Manage, manage I'll get her easily. name right at some point. What?
0: I'll get her name. I said her name wrong three times before I finally said Misaka correctly.
1: Yeah, no, Misaka. I, I even when typing this out, I kept putting Mikasa from uh, Attack on Titan. So ah, uh, yeah, no, Misaka. they are completely
0: different people, but they're both amazing warrior women. So they
1: are both amazing warrior women.
0: Anyways, um, um,
1: with 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 starkly different personality types. Um, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. No, uh, and there's this five-step plan that, that is in,
2: that increasingly, may may cl-
0: <laughs> increasingly embarrassing for Misaka for every single step. And she gets upset, and this is a running gag throughout the series. Uh, Kuroku does something perverted with, involving yeah. Misaka, or trying to involve Misaka, and then Misaka beats on Kuroku, Kuroko. Yeah. And uh, she tackles Kuroko and starts beating her up again as the two girls see them through the window, so that's the first time they all meet. Um, but yeah, then they they hang out. They go to a to an arcade, uh, have a good time there, and they go get some crepes. Yes, and um, they are like
1: yeah, they they are holding these flyers. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. the flyers indicated um, that these girl that that the first hundred customers to this. Particular crepe shop would get a uh, a frog totem, a mm-hmm. little a little mascot on a chain that you could ha- that um, it's very popular in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kuroko starts rubbing it in on Mikasa, saying, "Oh, you just want to go there for the little frog mascot, don't you?" And she goes into this tirade about how what. Mm-hmm. a frog a little slimy amphibian what self-respecting girl would be interested in something <coughs> like that and then suddenly
0: and she's using her bag to like kind of as a, sh- a body shield <laughs> so she's holding it up close to her yes. and then suddenly and then
1: suddenly from the bag that she's holding drops the all, the amphibian the frog mascot she has hanging from her bag already <coughs> mhm completely <laughs> completely ruining
0: the, the mental, moment the, uh, yep but uh, they they line up and the only first hundred people who because the crepe shop just barely opened today uh-huh. so the first hundred people who line up or who buy something will get um one of those keychains yes um and so they line up and then uh uh and um Kuroku, uh, Kuroko, um, they, uh, decide to go sit down and rest while the other two remain in line. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh... They, they, and starts realizing the... that, Sauten starts realizing how badly Misaka actually wants one of these things. Like, yes. she's, she's do impatiently you, do, tapping her foot, she's... Do you want to trade places in line? And she gets super excited and she's about to say yes, but then she's like, no, 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 it's fine, I, I i'm not in line for the for the frog or anything i just really like crepes (laughs) you know and then and then they get to the front of the line and uh satan gets a crepe and she gets the little frog and the girl behind the line says congratulations this is our last one and she's like wait what you don't have any more like nope that's the last one and then we turn around and we see misaka on the ground, on all fours, just crushed, depression cloud. Hands S- and knees, it's raining over her head. hmm she's just super depressed. And Satsun, who doesn't even really care, decides to go ahead and give it to Misaka. And Misaka just starts worshipping her for a comical five seconds. But they go get their crepes, they rejoin the girls and stuff, and, um... They, uh... <coughs> like, Uihara and Satsun are, um... Are sitting on the bench while while uh, Kuroku, Kuroko is trying to get um, Misaka to take a bite of her um, of her crepe, and Misaka wants nothing to do with it because she just says, "Why on earth? Why would I want to take a bite of a cream and natto filled crepe? Who on earth gets cream and natto? If you don't know what natto is, I don't. It is sticky." fermented soybeans that are said to be extremely healthy you either love it or you hate it there is no in-between ground for natto okay um it's uh, go it's n-a-t-t-o uh go ahead and look up some pictures of it i can show you some pictures of it after we're done um after we're done eating or pff, done done recording. after we're done recording. Now you know what my mind's on. I actually like it. I uh-huh. had Nato quite a bit while I was in Japan. It's very, very good for you. Um, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's uh, you either really, really enjoy it or you really, really hate it. it there's no in-between. Um, so anyways, um, while they're arguing around, Uihara realizes that the bank behind them... The shutters are closed Then it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon... Yeah, or like not not even that, like probably a bit later since they, they met af- up after school. But um yeah, the shutters are closed in the bank. And as soon as she realizes that the shutters explode out and these thugs run out with with some money uh, in,
1: in some bags. So, and immediately, Kuriko puts the, uh, <laughs> the justice badge on, says, "Up! looks like it's time to go to work.
0: And she tells Misaka, stand a, back. Stand like,
1: back. This is my job this time. Don't You don't interfere this yeah, time. Yeah,
0: because Misaka got in trouble for interfering last time. Um, but they... Uh, she goes out and she just shows just how skilled she is with teleport- teleporting and she takes out two of the thugs like they're nothing and then she's got these holsters around her hips and her teleporting is that she has to touch something but as soon as she touches it she can teleport it instantly. Yes. So she knocks down one of the thugs really, really easily because the, um, making fun of her for being, you know, a
1: yeah, he, middle he, school he, girl. He comes out to assault her <clears throat> so he comes at her with a running punch and she very deftly just... Kung Fu spins him onto his back mm-hmm. and then teleports these nail-shaped spikes into mm-hmm. the, the ground. And she pinion. just,
0: what she does is she just flips up her skirt a little bit. And she's wearing shorts as well, uh-huh. um, but she flips up her skirt and then she um yeah she has she just, these br- she just casually brushes these spikes that she has in these holsters yeah, yeah she's around got her legs
1: holsters as garter belts or something <clears throat>
0: yeah and she just and those spikes just appear and pin the thug into the ground yeah and then another thug tries to take her out and she, this thug actually has pyromancy or mm-hmm. not pyromancy um pyrokinesis okay um and she's able to defeat him right. uh, knock him out Um, because he's just showing these flashy, showy moves, but she's able to teleport super easily and get right behind him and just knock him out. Nice. Well, the last guy has snuck off during all of this. Mm -hmm. You okay?
1: No, we're just checking the audio levels. It's fine.
0: Okay. Um, but, uh, anyways, um, she... Defeats the other one, and then the third one starts making a getaway. And we realize during part of this, and we this is kind of a very, very subplot that we haven't really talked about, but one of the things they do to kind of explain the city is that there is a bus that goes through the city uh, taking people on tours because this city is, uh, because of the purpose of the city, which is in studying espers and advancing espers, um, a lot of the greatest scientific minds live in this city. Right. So this city, which is 80% students... Um, is 20 to 30 years ahead of the rest of the world in technology. Right. Um, And so they... um,
1: And so other... So regions around the world will... Or regions... People take tours of the city. city. Take tours of
0: the city. Mm -hmm. And so there's a tour bus and they meet up. One of the reasons she's so upset is because of the long line. Well, they got there the same time the tour bus did.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, But anyways, um, this... uh,
1: the tour, guy, yeah, uh, a teacher on the tour bus. Oh, uh, no, she's a, she's not a teacher. Guy?
0: She's she's the tour guide. Was she the tour guide? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's in the uniform I'm... of a tour guide. Okay. But anyways, um, she um she indicated that one of the children had gone missing. One of the children has gone missing. Um, but she but and so they start looking. The the people who are not fighting the thugs start looking for the child, and then uh, satan sees the child being taken by one of the thugs. The, the last and remaining thug. The last remaining thug. And um she is about to look back and call for help, but then she realizes that if she doesn't act right now, then something, you know, the child might not make it. The child's gonna be in danger. And so she rushes to the child, and then we see um Misaka and them see what happens, and she's grabbed the child, she's screaming, I'm not gonna let him go, like let him go. And so the thug kicks her kicks Satan in the face. Yes, he does. And knocks her to the ground and Misaka gets pissed.
1: She says, "I'm sorry, I can't stand back anymore. This is now personal."
0: Uh-huh. And Kuroko's just like, mm, "It's all yours." <laughs> oh, <yes. clears throat> and this thug just drives off and he spins around because uh, apparently they and, st- f- and now you'll and now
1: you'll get to see why she is no. number 3 of the top set of the only 7 level 5 espers in the city.
0: In a city of 2.8 million people, there are only 7 level 5 espers and she's the third most powerful out of all of them. And she pulls out this coin and she puts it in her hand.
1: And flicks it up. And she the air. flicks
0: it up in the air, and then she just starts charging and her th- electricity.
1: Meanwhile, the guy in the car he's sped away, but <clears throat> but drifted a full U-turn, and is about and is charging her with the car. So mm-hmm. he's he's barreling down straight at him when the coin flips back out from the sky, right, in right front right of onto her thumb. her thumb, and she flicks it. And that's why we and this during this entire moment, uh, Kuriko is still gushing about her and explaining who she is and why her name is railgun that's what they call why her railgun why because she shoots this coin at the speed of a railgun knocking the car into the sky mhm yep <coughs> so what a railgun is in scientific terms from my from my very limited experience Is that it's a gun that uses electromagnets to hyper-accelerate and propel a projectile faster than gunpowder can. Uh Uh-huh.
0: But railguns are... Because of the the energy that's required to shoot a railgun, because of the size of the magnets that are used, the smallest railgun in existence is currently on
1: a battleship. And as I recall, that battleship moves backwards when it's stationary and tries firing that Mm railgun. Yeah. And she can do that with a coin. With a coin, yes. And so, she is our title character. She is a certain scientific railgun. hmm
0: Yep. Um, and so, the end episode kind of wraps up there. The, the criminals get taken away. And um, Kuroku tells the pyrokinetic pyro, uh, um, that you're... Um, like you said, you've got decent abilities. You're at least level three. You you should take this time in prison to rethink your life because you could probably do something amazing with your powers. Mm. Um, and so uh, <clears throat> he and so the episode kind of ends. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where the episode ends. But anyways, um, it's just kind of a wrap up at that point. Episode two starts, though, um, showing the longtime hunt between Misaka and Toma. And this is the only time we get to see Toma in any outside of the opening credits. This is really the only time we get to see Toma in the first three episodes. Yes. And we see Misaka, and she's it looks like she's late for something. She's running through the streets, or um, along the sidewalks and stuff. And then she, and she's waiting at a cross uh, at a stoplight. And then you see in the background Toma. You would only know that it's Toma if you've seen the original series, but you're supposed to at this point. Yes. Um, but you see Toma creeping by. And then running away from her. And then she notices him and runs after him. Yes, she does. Um, And uh, Toma gets stuck in an alleyway where there's just, you know... There's no escape. There's no escape. And she comes in on him and says, finally, I'm going to have my revenge. And she pulls out this shot that she used to level a car. Yes. Okay. That it flipped the car and just destroyed it. Uh uh-huh. Um and she does the same attack at Toma and Toma just lifts his hand. I think it's his left. Is it? I think it was it, his right hand. Was it right Anyways, he lifts his hand. Yes. And uh, there's this explosion. And uh, uh, Misa, and uh, Kokoro or Kuroko comes out and she's just like, what's going on? What's, what's happened? There's an explosion nearby. And uh, Misaka goes, huh? What? Because she's back on. She's back on the main road. Yeah,
1: and she's like, she, I don't know. She, what you're she's playing the amnesia game. Uh
0: huh. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, there's there's no explosion. Nothing happened here. And Kokoro's just like, Oh, Kuroko's just like, oh, okay. But uh, and then it cuts to the alley, and you see everything is just blackened. Blackened. The metal is slightly <laughs> melted and distorted, except for the place where a, a Thomas
1: stood—a perfect rounded cone mm-hmm. of. The complete absence of damage.
0: The complete absence of damage. There's just nothing there. Just showing you what Toma's capable of doing and how much it pisses Misaka off. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, except that it's pretty obvious that she's a 14-year-old girl who has feelings for a guy and doesn't know how to handle it. No. So... Yeah, the more you watch the original series, the more you realize how Misaka actually really, really likes Toma. Uh-huh. But she just... She doesn't have the initial and, and maturity she, to handle it.
1: And, and she's showing her way, her way of liking him in a very guy fashion of the shoulder punch. She's very much a tomboy, she so is. it works
0: for her character. Um, anyways, um, I love that introduction to Toma so much. It's just... If you've seen the original series, it just makes you so happy seeing Toma just there doing his thing. And this is before he lost his memories. Yeah. Um, Because this takes place before a certain magical index started. Right. So, anyways. Yes. Uh, So that's the beginning of that
1: episode. Um... Oh, uh, pretty early on, they end up in the dorms.
0: Yeah, pretty early on, they end up in the dorms. And it's just Kuroku by herself. And she's so excited about celebrating her anniversary with her beloved big sister. Uh, she she Rather than calling Misaka by her name, she says Ne-sama a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, and they translated that, that as sissy yeah. in uh, in English, which doesn't really work. Because no. Sama's very, very formal um, it's an honorific. It's, it's honorific, her. showing that she shows respect for her, but at the same time she's calling her Ne instead of One. Uh-huh. Um, so um, it shows that she's being casual and honorific at the exact same time. Um, um,
1: she's being casual with somebody who is her superior.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- she re- In real reality, she just should just call her senpai. Because she is a first year, mm-hmm. whereas uh, Misaka is a second year, so she's th- she's gonna, she's twelve to thirteen, and Misaka's thirteen to fourteen. Right. So, because um, they are in middle school, lest you guys forget. Anyways, um,
1: <laughs> I don't, what? I don't, what? But anyways. Okay. Um, so there's a, a series <coughs> of a series of events happen in their dorm room. That includes a sequence where Mikasa is socializing with the other two girls and being really friendly with them. mm -hmm.
0: Well, she's excited about um, celebrating their anniversary. And so she's got all these plans about doing all these, you know, fairly lustful things with someone who has no romantic interest in her whatsoever. Right. Um, And she... uh, but uh, on the way back to their dorms, uh, Misaka has run into um, Uiharu and Saten, mm-hmm. and has invited them to come along. Yes, and Uiha, and so they are all um, just as she opens the door, um, all of her, all of Kuroku's plans just come crashing down
1: because she was planning on having an intimate evening with her beloved, and her beloved brought company,
0: and her beloved brought company yep um and we and so um <laughs> we learned a lot of things uh about uh kuroku and misaka in this scene um where uh kuroku um well anyways the girls try to have just a casual conversation and stuff and um at one they they start going like showing each other their photo albums and stuff yes and um like again satan is just super surprised at um just how down to earth Misaka is because she goes to her photo album and she's got regular first day of elementary school photos. Um, she's got, you know, photos of her at the pool with friends. She's, you know, she's just like a regular kid. And she's like, I was expecting like you're, you go to this prestigious girls Academy. You, you know, you have <coughs> your level five, you know, you're, you're the star of your school. I wasn't expecting stuff like this. And she's like, I started at level one. I'm a level five because I've grown and I've improved, but, I you that doesn't change who I am mm-hmm. you know um and she and Satin become closer friends and stuff and so um so Sa- then
1: they ask does uh does
0: Kuro- Kuroku, do you have any photos she's like oh no I don't have any photos I don't have I, any I don't um, plan what?
1: for the future I don't live in the past I live in the now
0: and as she's doing that Satin has actually gone over to their bookcase and has found her photo album and but it's she-
1: not of her it's not of her
0: it's photos of Misaka all photos of Misaka all of them. All of them. All of them. Stalker level photos of Misaka. Uh huh. And the ti- the book is titled "Photos of My Beloved Nesan. or of My uh-huh. Beloved Sissy. Uh, and you're just like, and yeah, and so once again, Misaka gets upset. Uh, you know, um, rightfully so. Gets oh, upset, of course, at at this girl. And it cuts again after you know there's a there's a cut and there's like a, a sound of somebody getting punched. Um, and it's then uh, Misaka and the two girls on each other's beds. Mm-hmm. There, there's more than that, but like there's, like, they, they explore the room. They find a box under Misaka's bed that turns out to not be Misaka's bed. They pull it out, they pull it out, and they're just like, oh, wow, look at all these amazing pieces of underwear that you have. And Misaka's just like, that's not mine. It's like, yeah, no, that's mine, says Kuroku. And they just pull out all these really crazy elaborate pieces of underwear yes and they're like this they're, they're is they're so all very
1: mature um lingerie pieces
0: and Dis- they
1: display lingerie yeah and you're just like
0: what you're 13 what are you thinking I, obviously we know what she's thinking because she has said as much but anyways
1: and, she th- but then there's one piece of underwear <laughs> that is an adorable cartoon character adorable cartoon character oh you have underwear like this too
0: and then she's just like the misaka says no that's actually mine what are you doing with my underwear? What are you doing com- with, some, with my underwear in your box? And again, it's another, she punches her and stuff, but it's, that's, that's the, the reason I brought this up is because yes, it's kind of a dirty scene, it but is. at the same time, it's a good character building scene for Isaka because we see that she's a very, very tough outward girl, especially with like the way she handles with her emotions and stuff like that. Yeah. But again, with like the frog in episode one. She's, while she's a tomboy in her personality, she's still very much girly and enjoys girly things. Yes. Girly, cute things. So, um,
1: it's kind of a, it's, you're, you're looking at a character in a very specific transitional period is that when you're, um, it's like the boy who hasn't quite gotten grown out of his Superman underwear. Mm -hmm. And so it's just the girl version of that. Middle school is just a weird time. Let's be serious. It's true. Anyway um, That actually reminds me I saw mm-hmm. a tweet today From uh, Gabe of Penny Arcade uh, Said that uh, he was going into Gabe Jr.'s uh, middle school For a, uh, a thing And says I'm 40 years old And I'm still creeped out By the thought of going into a middle school
0: Middle schools are just weird Seriously so, um, But anyways um...
1: uh, Now there's a delivery <coughs> hmm? There's a delivery During this scene um, before that, let's go
0: ahead and just talk about how Kuroku is, because I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's the delivery that leads into the part you want to talk about, yes, it is. but right before that, um, Misaka is by the door like huddled by herself right. and she gets upset because misaka is ha or misaka is having a good con- friendly conversation laid back conversation with the other two girls yes and kuroko just can't handle that and then she starts like whining and complaining and stuff and she starts crying and misaka's like what on earth is going on with you and she's just like this was our special one month anniversary yeah she wanted to do all that stuff for their one month
1: anniversary yeah and this whole time, she's like, "Oh yeah, this is the one week anniversary of having met these friends." Yeah, so we should have a good time with them. And uh, but, anyways, um,
0: <laughs> Kuroku is just completely missing the
1: point that anniversary means annual, means yearly.
0: Uh huh. But anyways, but they're,
1: but they're but they're teenage girls, so of course That's it happens. fine.
0: Um, but anyways, um, she. Uh, anyways, she um complains about how this is our one month anniversary one month after us fatefully meeting. And us being tied together by the red strings of fate and if. how our lives are now intertwined. And uh and she's I just like, and, I, and I just, just happened to move in with you on that fateful day. And she's just like but I'm but here you are having time of your life with other people other than me. And uh, the other two girls are getting kind of sad about this, and then Misaka's just like Stop. You barged your way in here. Yeah. And she just explains how it really happened. And it's the complete opposite of how uh, Kuroku just answered it.
2: It's
1: true.
0: Um, So, yeah. Kuroku and and Misaka have two very different stories about how they met. Um, But... Anyways, and, then and that uh, the, argument then is interrupted by the door, by bump. the delivery. And it's like, yes, is this Misaka in room 208? Uh, no, the,
1: the, the delivery was for Kuroko. Was it Kuroku? Yes. I thought, I thought that Misaka was, was answering.
0: I thought, I thought he said, asked if it was for Misaka, if this was Misaka.
1: Anyways, it no, doesn't he, matter. It said a delivery for Kuroku. <clears throat> it says, all uh-huh. right, what's in the box?
0: Computer supplies. Computer supplies. And you see Kuroku in the back being like, yes, of course they would hide that. And she's like, "Who's oh, it from?" "Who's it from?" And he such and <laughs> such and such sex supply shop. Such and such sex supply shop. And uh, Misaka is just, and then K- Kuroku's is just like, "No, why didn't they hide the obvious part?" <laughs> and then Misaka gets furious and blows the door open with her powers, and you know knocks. Oh. <clears throat> but uh, um. But
1: no, no, but
0: because. Kuroko is we a something, teleporter. Something we skipped Kuroku. over mm. in
1: episode one. It was the five things that they were talking about. In episode one, when she, when the, uh, she has the book and the, 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 the items of things that she was going to do that day. That oh she, yeah, we did. skipped over
0: that for a reason.
1: One of the items was poisoning her with an aphrodisiac. This was the delivery of said aphrodisiac. Wow. Yeah. Even though it was a week later. I don't know if she's been getting more and more, or mm-hmm. what's been happening. But this comes up later in the episode too. It really does. Anyways, and so it's it's important to it's important to know that an aphrodisiac is a running gag at this. The existence of an aphrodisiac is a running gag at this point. Jeez. Anyways, but yes, they they they're <laughs> end up being, they end up having an altercation mm-hmm. where Mikasa blows her front door out into the hallway, and there's now shards of wood everywhere, and the two of them are getting ready to fight. When Mikasa stops fighting immediately. And and Kuroko's and uh, just like, wait, what? What? Huh? And then suddenly from behind them, the headmistress <laughs> speaks.
2: I think she's Rule the head nine, resident. The
1: head resident. Mm-hmm. The head resident. She, she's in charge of their dorm. She's yeah. the dorm mistress. <clears throat> Rule nine. The use of powers in the dorms is strictly prohibited. It's uh, it, it, it was necessary. I, I it, so there are circumstances where you couldn't control, you couldn't not use your powers. Yes, that's right. Sna- <laughs> she grabs,
0: she instantly grabs the teleporter, and <laughs> snaps her head and tosses her body off screen. And the other girls just go, <laughs> 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 and it's just death. <laughs> Obviously, she's not dead. It's a gag, but at the same time, it's just whoa. <laughs> And then she goes up to Misaka and just says... And
1: and this whole time, her character design, she's got the glowing glasses. Yep. So you don't see her eyes until the very end. (laughs) When she looks down at Misaka. And And she has these beady, green eyes
2: looking down at her. And Misaka...
0: Yeah, Misaka's
2: just terrified for her
0: life at this point um so it's just a brilliant character design it's a well done it's, scene it's a very very funny scene and then the scene cuts and misaka and kuroko are out scrubbing the uh the, the, the school pool
1: yeah the, the drained school <coughs> pool they are mm-hmm. scrubbing it they've been they've been there since early morning it's noon and they're only 30 percent done
0: yep and uh anyways um kuroko being a kuroko she has a devilish scheme to try to get closer to her beloved Nechon, her Ne Sama. Uh-huh. And she has filled her water bottle with a drink that's laced with those aphrodisiacs. And she like says those- to her assistant, to, uh, like, "Hey, how about we have a break? Why don't you come take a drink?" And she's just like, "Does that drink happen to contain the computer parts you the had computer delivered? Computer parts you had delivered <laughs> yesterday?" And she and you don't. She doesn't. Kuroko doesn't say anything. But there's just sweat drops coming down her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I knew it. <coughs> but these other girls come up, and they're girls from the swim club. They're first years. They're first years. And they offer to help once they're done doing what they need to do. Yes. Um, and uh Kuroku But, but gets... before
1: that they start um, they, they start socializing. Mm-hmm. And they start uh, talking. Like, well you you wouldn't happen to be Mikasa, would you? It's like you saved me at this and this event and they're they're just gushing about how, mm-hmm. how much they idolize her and how happy they are to be that she's around mm-hmm. and they're just absolutely <clears throat> loving it.
0: And then Kuroku again is just saying to herself why am I the only one being left out again? It's you deja know, vu. it's déjà vu. It's happening again. And what sets her off even more is that one of the girls offers her a uh, uh, offers Misaka a drink, and Misaka takes it. Yes. And Misaka gets very, very upset about that. Um, and she uh, oh, Huh. My my bad. Yeah. yeah. Kuroko gets Kuro. very upset about that. Um, and so she starts thinking to herself, "Why am I the one who's left out when I have done all these wonderful things with my sister? And every single." flashback is just a still of Misaka beating up (laughs) Kuroko for For invading
1: her personal space.
0: For invading her personal space. Like, she punches her, she kicks her. She does a suplex. suplex. She suplexes her into the ground.
1: It's like she's not learning or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. you think. (laughs) But every single memory of her getting close to her beloved sister Was Misaka beating her up for trying to get close to her? So, yeah. Uh, But anyways, uh, the two girls um, leave because they've got to go to their... It's their job to take care of the drains today. Um, That's why they were there. Um, But they also offered to help clean, and one of them is a hydro... kinesis hydrokinetic yes uh and she can control water and she's offered to help them clean the pool yes and Misaka's super excited about that because it's going to get them done a lot faster um anyway um kuroko is upset again and it cuts to um it cuts to the other two girls Mm satan and uiharu and uh they're very very excited because uh, Misaka bought a present for um for Kuroko to you know kind of t- try to patch things up for after how things went the other day.
1: But after uh, but after we saw her underwear drawer, do you think that she'd even like something of that style? Huh? Well, She she's her friend. She she should know, right? Yeah.
0: But um so she gets um Kuroko gets upset once again. Uh, feeling that she's being left out uh and Misaka gets worried about offering her this present um but finally she does she gives her the present um and she opens it up and it's a t shirt with uh uh with a cute bear and like you, uh, you, USA. and a rainbow and a rainbow on it um and that instantly makes kuroku happy and so uh they decide to go ahead and toast their friendship. Um, and so they each have a water bottle, they toast and they drink, and who has the (laughs) aphrodisiac-laced, uh, bottle?
1: Oh, toasting with the wrong drink. It wasn't until after she swigged it that she realized what she had done, and her water bottle, and she drank her own aphrodisiac.
0: Kuroku drank her own aphrodisiac. It's so
1: bad. And so things escalate from bad to worse after that point, and Mm -hmm. she starts doing- she starts insisting on uh, lewd behavior and it's... And she tries and to get... she's being shut down even bro- harder and harder. In, it ultimately she's, resulting in her being... I have
0: your swimsuit right here. Why didn't you change to that? That was locked in my locker. How did you get that? A locker is no way of stopping a teleporter. <laughs> yes.
2: <clears throat>
0: and so she... Yeah, things You're get so, worse. So
1: things get worse and worse and eventually... There she is on the ground being electrocuted... Over and over again, because she refuses to return an item that she stole. Mm-hmm. And, uh... An item that made her very
0: happy, because it's the same picture as on the t-shirt.
1: Anyways. An, an item we saw earlier in the, in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, sh- anyways. Um, um, and so the girls who had offered to help them clean come back, and see the situation, turn around and say, We didn't see anything. We
0: saw nothing. <laughs> And they just leave. And that's the end of that episode. Yes. Um, and which
1: means that because of her uh, behavior, they didn't get any help and they'll spend the rest of the day cleaning. Mm hmm. After the aphrodisiac wears off.
0: Which means they'll be even more tired. <coughs> Anyways, uh, episode three, uh, it starts off with the first kind of serious um, plot mm. um, where girls are being attacked. And yes. um, it starts off actually with. Um, with um Congo and um she's in an alleyway by herself and she notices somebody else is there and she says who are you come out like you, uh I'm a level 4 uh telepath or I'm a level 4 esper you won't stand a chance against me don't you dare try anything and then she gets zapped and knocked unconscious and then we see somebody appear right in front of her yes. someone with a pretty bad haircut um, we
1: don't. I don't think <clears throat> we see. We barely see the bangs. We see. It, it, we see. It, poor, it does, we see. It, it pans up from her shoes to her skirt, so we know it's a girl. Up her chest, on her. Uh, we see the bangs though. Barely. We see the bangs, and we can see that the bangs well, are no, cut, I, I, cut I, in an angle. I thought that we didn't see <clears throat> her. I guess we did see her eyes barely. So yeah, we saw her bangs. Mm-hmm. And we saw her yeah. eyes,
0: but she. Um, anyways. um just kind of getting right down to the chase, um, this episode, um, we learn that uh, multiple girls have been attacked. Yes. And the reason we learn this, um, well, the two friends, um, Satin and um, Uiharu, um, they're invited into this really kind of ritzy part of town that normal people don't go to. Right. Um, and they're very excited about going to a cake shop there and spending the, spending the day with their two friends. Um, and they get to the cake shop and they're fawning over these amazing cakes and um, Uiharu gets a call mm-hmm. and she and um, and Kuroko are called into work. Yes. Um, before this, though, we should probably say that they got so excited um, about being in this part of town and they kind of noticed that they stood out because most people didn't wear, a lot of people, like, no one in that area wore their school uniforms. Hmm. So they were unique and so they stood out.
1: No, every no everyone was still wearing their school <coughs> uniforms. No, no, they no, were no, from no, a different no. school.
0: That's what I mean. Different schools had different uniforms. Right. So no one else wore their, their uniforms. Yes. So they stood out because of it. Yeah, their uniforms
1: were unique among mm-hmm. the uniforms <coughs> present.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could have worded that better. Yes. But anyways, um so Satin actually falls into a puddle. Yeah. And so they get her a change of clothing and it's a change of clothing from the girls' academy that um Misaka and um, Kuroko attend. Yes. Um, and Which makes Uiharu extremely jealous because she wants to wear it. She wants to look like she goes to that school.
1: I'll trade you. I'll, I'll trade
0: you. you. He's like, your uniform's too small. It wouldn't fit me. That's um, <laughs> true. But yeah, so now they're in the cake shop and those two get called away and we kind of c- c- cut between the two scenes and we learn from those two girls or we, we learn from Uiharu's group that um, multiple girls have been attacked and every single one of them has, been, has attended this girls' academy. Yes. Um, <clears throat>
1: oh, and then they're shown What happens <coughs> What to, happens to each girl To each girl who's been attacked And, it's, and they just they, all they, freak they, out they, they they are given a moment to say Are you sure you are ready to see this? We wouldn't be part of the justice We wouldn't be part of justice if we wouldn't if Yeah, we, weren't
0: we were ready, ready for, for this the moment we signed up for justice You know, and it turns and the girls just go <gasps>
2: They
0: just kind of gasp And then it cuts back to Misaka and um And Asatan And,
1: and satin and satan is attacked
0: well yeah satan goes off by herself into the bathroom to wash her hands or something uh or just use the bathroom Uh and as she's getting cleaned up she gets attacked and she gets knocked unconscious uh by a taser Mm -hmm. um and misaka is wondering what is going on because it's taking for her forever and so she goes into the bathroom and she sees her there and
1: lying lying unconscious lying
0: unconscious head head against the sink um very uncomfortable position yes um but anyways she She uh, rushes to her aid rushes to her aid picks her up and she just gasps and um we cut back and we see congo like in a recording and she's covering her forehead with her fan screaming saying uh getting very very upset that no one believed was believing her but uh it cuts back to uh there's so they're they're trying to figure out what on earth is going on. How on earth could would this happen? Like, uh, she's saying I could not see them. There was no one there. But they're like, but no, on the security cameras it shows that there was people there. And she's like, yeah, but I couldn't see anybody. Um, don't you call me a liar? There was no one else there but me. And so they look up these abilities and like it couldn't be somebody who would turn invisible because yeah. they notice that.
1: Yeah, people people capable of turning invisible opt uh, even from cameras. Apparently, there's like forty seven <clears throat> of them in the area. Mm-hmm. uh me- meanwhile uh satan is lying on a mm-hmm. couch with a uh, bandages over her forehead uh
0: it's it's or, a, or, 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 or it's not, a rag it's a rag yeah
1: it's uh, it's
0: so, it's, a, it's most likely a damp towel that yeah. they've got on her forehead <coughs> and it cuts to uh but, but
1: they're uh, they're talking so they're talking back and forth and they discover
0: um, somebody who has an ability uh, i forget what the ability is called i didn't write it down uh Something or it's
1: like a dumb block or something like that. Yeah,
0: something like that, where she has the ability to make people not be aware of her.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a perception filter. Yeah, like where cameras if, can still see her, uh-huh. but people are just not aware that she's around.
0: Or, or she's <clears throat> what? How they describe it is that. I like if somebody's 100%. looking for her, mm-hmm. then she
1: can hide herself. Is what they kind of described it as. Right. <clears throat> but sorry, you were saying? I uh, just like him to use the term uh, perception filter, given your shirt today
0: okay anyways uh, uh the,
1: no yeah that's a uh, it's a doctor who reference He yeah. says that a perception filter is why people don't notice the blue box
0: i'm a responsible adult finally a lot too, too big. big anyway um he uh but as there's as they've discovered this girl who goes to a different middle school um they learn that um or, or a satan wakes up and she gets up and like oh no no satan just go ahead and stay still don't 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 bother standing <coughs> And they all just start laughing really, really hard. And I kind of had the feeling like the, the the certain scientific index became very serious after a while. Yes. But at the very same time, the very first... Part of it was very, very lighthearted and fun. And so I was assuming that this was going to be more of a prank than anything actually bad happening to these girls. Yeah,
1: I actually read the description. Oh, you read the description? I read the description of the episode, which kind of spoiled it a little bit for me. Gotcha. Because it did mention... That the incident was involving a permanent marker, but it didn't say how. Oh, okay. It just but okay. So she, a permanent marker was involved,
0: and she drew super thick eyebrows on Satin's head, and gave her a thick, unibrow yes, as with, well, with, with a like little squiggly in the, mark in the middle to for like ingrown right. for, for hairs coming out and stuff.
1: Yep.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: she drew, and a every time giant, they look at it, fat unibrow. On this poor girl.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the entire reason she was targeted we learn is because she was wearing one of those school uniforms. hmm This girl was targeting girls from from that uh, school. From that school. Um, as it says in the episode title. As it says in the episode title. <clears throat> but um they uh so they decide to go ahead and track this girl down because she's the only one who it could be. Well, mm-hmm. they're saying, well, it can't be her. She's only level two. There's no way she can turn completely invisible. She doesn't have that ability. And, and then Shatazen wakes it, up and says, and t- that's her. And they're like, wait, how do you know? Well, right after I got zapped, right before I went out, I saw her in the mirror. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. So then they go ahead and they uh, they get their branch, branch 177 of justice. Doesn't have jurisdiction in that area, but they get permission to go ahead and work in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, Ui shows her incredible skills with the computer mm-hmm. by looking at by pulling up all 2,500 cameras in that area once. Yeah. Um, and so they they narrow it down to where she could be. Uh, process of elimination, like, well, she, she shouldn't. She wouldn't be in these areas because <laughs> these areas are too far away from the school. Yeah, she's these targeting areas are, students
1: at this school. She'll so she'll be in this area. Uh huh. Or and like she's.
0: And... She's going to avoid areas with lots of people, especially since she's so wearing high uni- traffic
1: areas. you Don't have to worry about mm,
0: because she's wearing a uniform that's not common in this area, so people would recognize her. So, um, she would need to take breaks between using her ability. Um, so she'd have to find a place where she could rest and not be disturbed. And so they find they narrow it down, and they they find, they narrow it down, and they only use the cameras in that area, and they hunt this girl down. And um, she is about to. Uh, she's about to. Um, Get another victim mm-hmm. who's actually one of the swimming girls from the previous episode. Yes. Um and uh Satan is the first one to find her, and she's wearing a baseball hat to help cover the eyebrows. Yeah. And she's talking about how she's gonna get her revenge, and then the girl turns invisible and runs away. Um, but because she can't use but because she can only turn invisible from people's sight they're able to track her using the cameras and yeah, so they so corner they her they find her when she no longer has any more abilities and stuff where or, or she's exhausted her ability and she needs to rest now yeah they've all cornered her and misaka is kind of standing there um and they're gonna bring her in but she gets pissed and she starts uh, cursing out that academy that they're at and she pulls out her taser and she runs at misaka and tases Misaka. And she's like, ha, and, I got you. I'm going to get away. And,
1: and it's, a, it's this beautiful moment that Misaka has got the taser right in her sternum. It's like, and, and, she's, t- and she's she keeps clicking the button, trying to get it. Th- and you, you see the tasing. You see the, the electrical shocks coming through. And nothing's happening. Nothing at all is happening. And, and Misaka, and this is one of mine. Mm-hmm. And Misaka's like, hold your fingers apart. And a little bit of electricity passes through him and says, sorry, tasers have no effect on me. And then the arm that's stretched out to her, she touches with one finger. Mm-hmm.
2: And,
0: and off
1: off screen, we hear a scream. And then we see her unconscious body on the, on the mm-hmm. floor.
0: And as she's unconscious and as they've called the police or whatever, I forget what they're called, but it's it's not justice, it's something else. Justice assists these people.
1: Uh, anti-talent. Anti-talent. Anti-skill. anti-skill. And they call them anti-skill
0: um as anti skill they've called anti skill to come pick this girl up and right. as they're about and as anti skills on the way satin decides that she wants revenge and so she goes over and she's got this permanent marker out and she's she brushes up the bangs and she sees the girl has short thick eyebrows already yes and they all kind of stand back and the girl wakes up um and she starts crying because they saw her her um her eyebrows her eyebrows and she's, she shares her tragic, tragic story with them. How earlier this year she had a boyfriend and it was the greatest time of her life. But then after spring ended, her boyfriend dumped her and started dating someone from this other, from your academy. And um, <clears throat> and so she accused her, she accused her boyfriend. Uh, or she she met him and started saying, why? why are girls from that academy really so much better than me? What's like, why did you go with one of them? And he just said... I'm sorry you have ugly eyebrows
1: yeah
2: <laughs> and
0: so that's her entire reason for drawing eyebrows on girls from that academy
1: and so <coughs> and that gives uh that gives Satin a, a change of heart and she then proceeds to compliment her eyebrows and saying no, it's a unique feature on an otherwise cute face. it makes you charming
0: and that instantly makes um this poor broken girl latch onto her emotionally yeah. and as she's being taken away by anti-skill she's like is it okay if I write you letters? <laughs> and Saden's just like realizing what she's just done. She's just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyways, um, as the, as anti skill goes off, uh, taking, uh, this young girl with them. Yeah. Um, uh, Misaka says to herself, like she really could turn invisible that that's really, really weird, but she's only level two. How could she do that? You know, um, and, and she said, your system said that she's level two. Is your system wrong? And Kuroko was just like, no, 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 our system's not wrong. There's no way it's wrong. So that's giving hints to the overall arc of what's going to be happening during mm. the first season. Cause there's 48 episodes. Yeah. There's two 24 episode seasons of this show. Yes, there is. So anyways,
1: so we, we believe that's a hint. I think, I don't think it's as big of a hint as you think it is. I think that she may have willfully, um, I looked it up. Of course, you did.
0: Well, I just went to the wiki afterwards while so I was looking for information about characters and things like that about oh, what okay. was and later on. Um, but no, yeah,
1: was she involved with people who were um, downplaying, or are people? Um...
0: I I only saw the, like the it, I just read like the basic description of the arc, and it's um, uh, there is uh, someone out there who can increase people's skills.
1: Ah, okay,
0: so. Okay, um, so let's go ahead. That's it for the first three episodes of a certain scientific railgun. What are your th- final thoughts?
1: Um, before we wrap that up, one, one, more, one more gag that the very end of episode three is that it's revealed that the permanent marker doesn't wash off for a week.
0: <coughs> oh yeah, it's a brand new type of permanent marker that just came out, so it's going to be there for a full week.
1: It's like, oh, I should have done something to her face!
0: Yep, yep, so, so, uh, Satan immediately regrets that she let her go. Uh, but yeah, she's gonna be stuck with that those eyebrows for a week. So, <laughs> fun times.
1: Okay, now that wraps up. Uh... Okay, now that wraps up the first three episodes. <laughs> uh, what are your final thoughts? Um, it's a heavily fan servicey show, more so than the other one was. I feel.
0: Well, this one centers around the girls. It does. Though the last one did have scenes with um with Index. Actually, the last one was, was fan y as well, though. But the
1: first few episodes were pretty fanservice-y of, yeah. the, of a certain magical index, but it, it got tamer over time.
0: Well, I assume the same thing is going to happen as it gets more serious with, uh, with uh, Railgun. Yeah. So, <clears throat> okay. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to go ahead and keep watching it, and I'm very excited for a certain scientific accelerator that's going to come out. Later on this year. Yes, I've. I've so, I,
1: um, in preparation for this uh, episode, I did watch uh, all of the season one of. And uh, you met Accelerator. And I've met Accelerator. Of, s- yes. See and, how powerful he is. And the things that he can do. Mm hmm.
0: Accelerator, for those of you who don't know, he's somebody who. He is the most powerful level five. Yes. And he has the ability to change vectors of Which, anything.
1: Which the first time I heard about this power, Doug was talking about it, so he's clearly seen this. Yeah, and he was just gushing about that how insanely overpowered that concept alone is. Mm-hmm. There's the ability to redirect the the direction that energy is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they they feature in the show that he can redirect um a, a bullets coming at him get redirected directly back to where they were shot from. Um other people's powers uh yeah, the, anything the the, the not, not only can he reverse human beings' blood flow to kill them in an excruciating manner, he can also cause blood in an open bullet wound to flow back into itself and not even drop lose a drop of blood and just keep a person alive. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, he does that to keep somebody alive so. It's, uh yeah, no, he's, he's an interesting character. I'm, I'm excited to see a show centered around him.
1: Now, what's interesting is, um, in the first part of the show that, it, that shows him, the mm-hmm. shirt that he's wearing has narrow stripes and diamonds on it. And then later on, he's got wider stripes and no diamonds. Which means that this tiger has changed his stripes. Mm. As a visual cue. Uh, that that, that who, how he is when you first meet mm-hmm. him and how he is later has changed. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well, anyways, um, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, what are we going to watch next week?
1: Okay. So last week we uh, something we ended up talking about was that uh, frothy mug of water <laughs> in a card game, and I actually went out and looked it up, and that card game was called Annie Mayhem. Um, and I used to have a deck of Annie Mayhem cards and one of the card, one of the, some of the cards were from an anime called, and I can't tell you whether it's pronounced El Hazard or El Hazard. And I've always pronounced it El Hazard because it sounded like this, like the way it should be pronounced mm-hmm. to me, but it might be El Hazard. I don't know. Um, But... El Hazard the Wanderer um, has been described on uh, various anime blogs as Tenchi Muyo's long lost cousin. Okay. okay. Uh, the description reads Makoto always upstages. Jinai, without trying, which only aggravates the delusional rivalry that Jinai has concocted within his own mind. However, when Jinai attempts to sabotage Makoto's newest invention, the machine creates a dimensional rift and throws Makoto, Jinai, and several others from their school into a strange new world that is filled with amazing creatures, beautiful sights, and dangerous enemies. If they ever want to get home, it's going to take wits, courage, and a lot of luck. So, from that description alone, it kind of sounds like Sliders.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, kind of does.
1: Um, but yeah, I've I I put it to my I put it as something that I want to watch. Um, okay. It's i would seen artwork from it. It's one of the it's one of the list of uh, classic anime that I've always wanted to get into and never found the time to, and never found the resources to. And now that Crunchyroll has started picking up some of these older anime, it's something I want to watch. Okay. To see how it is. <clears throat>
0: alright good deal I just added it to the queue and yeah that's that's the same company that's definitely the same company that did Tenchi yep alright Um. alright so that's it for three episodes in let's move on to the recommendation of the week alright
1: and this week I'm recommending Outlaw Star
0: good recommendation
1: Outlaw Star is a fantastic anime we watched <laughs> it when it was on uh, Toonamis in the, af- um, in the afternoon mm-hmm. on Cartoon Network Um,
0: When we first watched it, we had no idea how much they cut out. They sanitized the crap out of of that show. (laughs) Of course they
1: did. But if you're a fan of Firefly and you haven't seen this show, do yourself a favor and put that into your memory. Yeah. Go watch it.
0: Go watch. Because,
1: Because there is so many... This show came out well before Firefly and Firefly references it from time to time so hard. Yeah. I mean, literally, there's a girl in a box Mm -hmm. who is actually a component of the ship Mm -hmm. that they're on. And so, in the episode of Firefly, where um, River pretends to have merged with the enemy's ship, or it pretends to have merged with the Serenity, I thought maybe she had. (laughs) Because there's so many Firefly references in there so, so many outlaw our references in firefly mm-hmm. that when that happens I thought okay maybe isn't she also in
0: the exact same pose
1: that Rivers yeah, in yes. yeah well, well yeah. It's, a, it's a fetal po- it's a yeah, 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 girl in yeah, yeah, yeah. a fetal pose mm-hmm. so it's it's not it's not an out there pose
0: all right well Awesome, yeah. All Star is a great show, so I, I double that recommendation.
1: Unfortunately, it's not probably not going to be featured on one of our three episodes in because we've already seen all of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I but mean, unless unless you guys really it. want us, unless you guys really want us to to talk about it. Um, but anyways, awesome. So now it's time for our creator shout out. Yep. And my creator shout out is to Jonathan Young, and he is a cover artist on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I discovered him um, back when I was. Uh, obsessed with the One Punch Man theme song. Mm-hmm. Um and I was listening to it quite a lot. I actually I, I I now own it. I think I bought it on Amazon uh for like a buck. Um but I um but he did an English translation of I Wanna Be a Hero. Okay. Um and it's pretty good. Um he does a lot of um translated uh songs for openings for anime okay um and he does a lot of other things as well like he did a cover of the skyrim opening song <laughs> um it's a lot of fun uh go ahead and give him his stuff a listen on youtube
1: fantastic and uh what kind of social platforms are we gonna link out to um
0: i've got his twitter his instagram and his youtube channel that we're gonna go ahead and link out to fantastic all right well um thanks so much for listening in this week If you listened on YouTube, please feel free to like and subscribe our channel. Um, If you like what we do and want to support us, please spread the word of our podcast or even support us on Patreon. Uh, Where can they find us on social media?
1: Our site, WhitakerWeekly.com, currently has links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, Patreon page, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform at their preference. And if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us on one of the ones we've mentioned. And we'll broaden our scope to include you.
2: All right,
0: well, that concludes another episode. Uh, Well, I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a great week.